Hello and welcome to Opera Apero. This is Sophia Mickinson. On today's episode, I'm going to be getting into Strauss's Der Rosenkavalier, and I'll be talking about it with my friend Rachel. Rachel and I both live in Germany, and she knows a lot more German than I do. I know very little German. Uh, so I can't wait to share this German opera with her. Welcome to Opera Accio Opera. <laughs> what? Accio Opera. What was the first word you said? Accio. Accio? Yeah, Harry Potter. Oh, I don't I don't get Harry Potter references. <sighs> rip, 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 rip. It's, I know. it's the spell that they use in Harry Potter to like get things to to like summon things. If you're like Accio wine, the wine comes flying to you. Oh, I would love that right now. Because <laughs> right? I left my wine out there. <laughs> But we're stuck in here now. Yep. We're some. not going anywhere. <laughs> um, okay. So today our guest is my friend, Rachel. Woo! Hi, I'm Rachel. All right, Rachel, tell the people. Who are you? I know. Okay. We, don't have, okay. we can skip that one. Okay. We'll okay. come back to that one. Okay. <laughs> it's not an existential crisis. Okay, Rachel. Here's a softball. How do we know each other? um you showed up at my birthday party (laughs) you came on i'm just kidding um no in a way yes (laughs) in a way yes Uh, boyfriend that was just like i'm gonna invite a few friends and then the few friends invited a few friends yeah and then it just so happened that You were starting, well, you had already worked at my company, but you were starting work at the office of Mm -hmm. our company, Mm -hmm. and you just moved to Berlin, and it was like, how, like... It was my first Berlin house party. It was your first Berlin house party. How many days had you been in Berlin at that point? One week. One week. (laughs) I'm honored. Honestly, you couldn't have been to a better house party. It was perfect. (laughs) Have you been to an opera before? Uh, like a live, like one where the humans were on the stage in front of me? No. I went to a simulcast of one, which name I can't remember. I remember it was described as a Baroque pastiche. Uh, I'll ask my friend Laura, who was the head of the opera club at my high school, which is why I was there, because we, we are very close friends. And she was like, come to the opera with me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm cultured. Um, <laughs> I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I was I was in high school and we were we were pulling long hours doing homework, writing papers and stuff and I was tired and so you've seen only one opera. Yeah, but I think I've like passively listened to many just like growing up listening to public radio in the US where after um Wait, wait, don't tell me and everything on a Saturday morning. It was always the opera. Ooh, and I maybe watched like one of like the arias from like the the Magic Flute because mm-hmm. my High school German teacher was very into opera as well. Die Zauberflöte? Genau, ganz genau. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So, <laughs> so. Uh, the opera that I have picked for us today yes. is, uh, I think, a very interesting for you uh, because this opera ha- features a uh, pants roll or a trousers roll. Um, and what this means is it's a the 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 role is the character of a man but it's meant to be played by a female voice so 
these kinds of roles are built into a lot of operas, and they're called trousers roles, pants roles. Um, but what also makes this role, this character really interesting is that the, um, <laughs> so it's a pants role, but in while the character themsel- himself is playing a man, the, the character plays a woman. So he's, it's a woman playing a man playing a woman. Genau. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> layers. Like yeah. onions. There's, yes. Like ogres. <laughs> There's layers to it. Um, cool. So I guess I'll just get right into it. What's it called? The opera is called... Oh, here's the next great part. It's German. Yes! <laughs> uh, the opera is called Der Rosenkavalier. Ah, Nice. What's that mean? The the rose knight or like the the pink knight, right? Yeah, rose yeah. knight. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's by Strauss. It does take place like in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. so it's right before World War One. Interesting. Um, but there is like a military like aspect to it. So, uh, the story is about this um, the de Marchalin, mm-hmm. which is the like. Uh, wife of this kind of like duke or duchess or something. Is it like set in France? No. So it's set in like Austria ish? Ah, okay. Or Germany? Okay. I'm just was like interested in Austria. all the terminology that is like being used because it sounds very Francais, like cavalier. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because knight in German is Ritter, and like, whereas like cavalier is, that's like the French word for knight, correct? Yeah. I was, I just assumed that, because, I mean, you know, I know French, but, like, I just assumed when I saw it in German, I was like, oh, cool, German and French, same. Boom. No, I mean, like, German definitely borrows a lot of words from French, and I think when, um, like, German things are trying to seem more cultured in some ways, particularly from a certain era, they would, and but that's true of, like, a lot of European things, like, when, like, the lingua franca, franca from mm-hmm. French in Europe was French, yeah. a lot of language, like, picked up French words to, like, kind of make it more universal universal in some senses, but also to make themselves seem a little fancier. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, German. I see you. <laughs> okay, Strauss. <laughs> so. Sorry, I'm just, just doing a lot of deduction over here. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so Der Rosenkavalier tells the story of the Marshallin. The opera starts off, uh, there's two main characters here, the Marshallin, and her young lover, Octavian. So Octavian, for the reality of the opera, is a man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So Octavian is a woman playing a man. So Octavian and the Marshallin. The Marshallin is an older woman. Hmm. She's a cougar. Ah. Um, and Octavian's her young lover. Hmm. And... The scene opera opens on them, like, wrapping up a passionate night together. And they're just, like, so, like, horny and in love (laughs) in this scene. Uh, And they're just, like, singing about how much they just want to, like, keep, like, boning. (laughs) And then uh, they're like, oh, someone's coming. We got to, (laughs) like. Not me. They're like, (laughs) we're like, they're like, I hear voices. It's my husband coming back. You must hide. And, like, he can't hide and he can't leave without being seen. Um, so he just like hides in the closet. Um, Classic. And w- who comes in? Not her husband, but um, 
it's like a cousin. It's this like really, uh, his name is Baron Ochs. What does that mean? Ochs? Uh, is it? I have no idea. Like, is like that, an ox. Is it ox? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I would think that. But yeah, it's an intentional wordplay because okay, he's kind of like. obvious. <laughs> he's like big and burlish and just kind of like, oh, God, so like masculine and grotesque. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny. If, that'd be funny if that was the part. Like that was the trousers part. Like that was the woman playing. <laughs> just like, it was like kind of like. I especially like would love it if it was like a small woman, like a really tiny woman coming in, just like pretending to be this big burly man. But then, like, of course, she's got like a very high singing voice. <laughs> that would be the best. Yes, I'm gonna write an opera. You should. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Baron Ox comes in. He's related to the Marshala, and they're giving updates to each other. And he's like, "Did you not get my letter? I'm coming here because I need your help for like." getting all this stuff set up with my impending marriage. Um, And he's like, I found this young woman who's, like, perfectly suitable to me. And, uh, you know, she's not nobility like we are, but her family is from the nouveau riche, Mm. like the new bourgeois class. Like, they've just got into a lot of money, but they're not nobility. Yeah. Um, So they, like, still have something to prove. So. Uh, I can, like, get a wife real easy out of this and get – and she has, like, 11 castles all, all over the, like, river. And uh, it's ridiculous. And so uh, the Marshall Line's like, um, cool. And <laughs> as this is happening, young Octavian has sprung from the closet dressed as a young maid. Yes, Octavian. We love it. Oh, my God, King. Slay. And then – Baron Ox. <gasps> Does he fall in love with the young maid? He is, you know, he's a big, brutish, horny dude. And he's like, hey, you. We should. He's like, you. And he keeps trying to, like, pull her into his lap and, like, fondle her and, like, get her to sit on it. It's just, like, so. Ugh. Yeah, but it's also, like, hilarious because Octavian's like, oh, no. If I do this, he's going to find out I got a peen. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that would yeah. not go well. Yes. So, so yeah. So, basically, it's a comedic scene where he kind of, like, they do cat and mouse kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, and then the Marshallan's like, you know what? So, Baron needs someone to deliver the, like, silver rose to his uh, bride-to-be. Sophie Faninal. Um, and so they need a young knight in the nobility to do this. And Marshallan's like, I know just the person. My young lover. She didn't say this to him, but she's just like, I'm going to send Octavian to do this. Yeah. Um, and she is also like kind so of Octavian like. So Octavian is also in the nobility. Yes. Nice. So in a way, they're kind of. I mean, like, yeah, but all the nobility is. That's all the incest was so much more chill in, like, the early. It was. I'm not saying that that was a good thing. It's just a fact. True. So, um, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then. Incest. Cool. Yeah. So they're like, great. And then Marshall, and then everyone leaves, and Marshallon's like, oh, man, I'm getting old. Uh, and she kind of just, like, is sad about the fact that she's, like, aging and she has this young Oliver who 
like has all this like potential and she's just like reminiscing on this kind of like yeah like reflecting on it um cut to the next act and we're at the like funny now uh castle like uh air their their home mm-hmm. um and there's the scene where octavian presents the like rose to sophie can you take a guess what happens does she fall in love with him? They fall in love at first sight. Oh, no. This is terrible news. I know. They fall in love at first sight, and then Fanina, Sophie meets her actual, like, betrothed. Uh, is disgusted. Yeah, because he's actually disgusting. Yeah. In, the, like, what he does when he meets her is he tries to, like, fondle her and grope her and, like, dance around with her and it's just so inappropriate and she's just like oh my god i cannot marry this person but also now i'm suddenly in love with this other person so i've got to just go do this thing um go do what thing good point she's trying to like she needs to figure out what she's got to do okay okay yeah she's gonna just like she's just like conflicted okay uh and then they have like a nice scene octavian and her have a nice scene where they're just like singing to each other because they're like in love and they're like octavian's like don't marry him just say you're not gonna marry him it'll be fine uh and she's like i'm so scared and then like eventually they like say that and and then they're there's like a whole scene and they get into a fight and octavian kind of injures like really badly baronox's leg yeah and then he runs away and then Baronox sings a bunch about like uh you know what I'm gonna like get him and like he has such a familiar face (laughs) where do I know his face from oh god (laughs) he's like he I just he's so gentle in his face (laughs) 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 nothing wrong with that it's just like maybe you should get in touch with that side of yourself dude Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, yes. So, he sings all this stuff about how he's going to, like, get revenge and how he's, like, going to, like, fuck him up and all that. Uh, and then one of his, like, loyal, like, servants comes in and, like, hands him a letter. And it's a letter from his maiden love. Yes, maiden love is like I was so entranced with you. Like do you want to like let's meet up later? Um yeah. Octavian, you little shit. So, act 3 has this really beautiful scene where it's like a bunch of people like dancing around in a whorehouse and like they're all like prepping and there's like young Octavian and he's being transformed into like a lady of the night. Um and so he's transformed into this lady of the night. And then the Baron Ux comes in and they're like talking and conversing and kind of like trying to like, Baron Ox is trying to figure out what's going on. Cause he's like, your face, like, I don't, I don't get it. And, and, and Octavian dressed up as this young woman, she's like trying to seduce him. And he's like, so confused by the, her appearance, his appearance, her appearance, her appearance. And then his older his old servant the one who originally delivered the note 
Here's the thing. She's bitter because she delivered the note and he never like gave her like a few coins to compensate her. So now she's bitter. And so she's joined forces with Octavian. So she runs in like kind of dressed up as well and has a Wait, bunch- delivered which note? The note from Octavian as the maid. Oh, and then when he brought that, when she brought that on Octavian's behalf to Oxa, um, Oxa didn't give her any coins. So now she's like, fuck you, Oxa. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just okay. because of this one little thing. No, fair enough, bro. A yeah. few coins at that day and age, that matters. Yeah. It's all about the coin. All about that coin. <laughs> Cash rules everything around me. <laughs> so, geld. <laughs> Sophia's like, I speak German. (laughs) Me, whenever I watch German operas, is like the meme where Leonardo DiCaprio's like, I know that word. (laughs) Deutsch. Um, So here's this this scenario in which it happens. Ox is just like confused by her appearance, but also just like kind of horny. Um, <laughs> well, mark me down as confused and horny. <laughs> the old servant lady who like didn't get paid runs in with a like horde of children and is like, "Yeah, um, I'm your wife, and these are your kids." And Baron Ox is just confused AF. He's like, "These are not my children." Like this, and he's like, "This is not my beautiful wife." Yeah. These are not. My- He's like, call the police. Like, I don't know these people. This is part of the trap. So, the like, the police arrive. But then, instead of questioning, like, the woman and the children, they turn on him. And they're like, yeah, like, what are you doing here? Like, who is this woman that you're, like, visiting? And so, and by this woman, they mean, like, Octavian dressed up She's as the a maid. Whore. Yeah. So, <laughs> then the police are just like, what's going on here? And Baron Ox is like... Oh, no, no, no. This is my fiance, Sophie Faninal. And then, mind you, that like part of the trap was that like they were getting Sophie and her dad to come. So Sophie and the dad arrive and they're like, What's going on here? And he's like, Oh, they've said, like, the dad is like, What's happening? And he's like, Well, this is like your daughter, Sophie. And he's like, that's not my daughter. That whore is not my daughter. He's like, my daughter is this, like, beautiful virginal woman right here. Yeah. And so then they're like, well, completely disproven. And then they're like, Baron Ox, you fucked up this time. Um, And then, so all this shit. And so Baron Ox is just like, I'm fucked. He's like, I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm trying to record family-friendly version. <laughs> so then, oh, my God, the Marshallon comes back. Because here's the thing is she's helped orchestrate the whole thing. Oh, because she. Oh, wait, that's mm, OK. I have feelings. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So Marshalline comes back and explains what happened to Ox is like, hey, hey, buddy, give up. You've been had, uh, which is how a lot of opera goes a lot of the time. There has to be a scene where they're like, y- you got got <laughs> give up. <laughs> um, so gotcha. <laughs> so they so. Uh, I bet if real life was like that. Just like on a regular basis, somebody just walked up to you and like, we have created this elaborate scheme to get you. And now we're letting you know that we got you. <laughs> Everyone's here witnessing you getting got. That's like surprise parties. <laughs> but surprise parties are like happy surprises. Happy. Oh, man. So she's like, you got got. Yeah. She's like, give up, go home. Uh, and so he's like, 
ah, dang it, fine. Uh, so he leaves and... <laughs> oh, gosh darn it. <laughs> in, a, in a sadder note, actually, the reason he needed to marry Sophie Faninal is because he has a, ma- a massive amounts of debt. Um, so then as he, like, leaves... Uh, there's like a whole scene where all the debtors come after him and they're all just like people who have like caterers or like service people Mm -hmm. who have like done things and so they're just like monsieur your bills and like all this stuff Mm -hmm. um and so they're just kind of chasing him off stage uh and he's in debt uh and then in the last bit of the opera the underlying tension of all of this is that now the marshalin octavian and sophie are all in the same room and Octavian has no idea what to do. Uh, he's like, here's this woman I love, and then here's this other woman I love. He just like feels so passionately about both of these women in like different ways. Um, and he is really conflicted. He's like, well, like the Marshallans, like my like established like relationship and all this. And so he like goes to her, um, and she's just like, they have all this like it's like it's such an intense scene where they like go back and forth and back and forth. But like she's just like, no, like um appreciate everything we've had but like you know like you go go to her go go to sophie um and and she kind of like relinquishes her claim over him and like gives him to sophie and so then like they have sam and sophie like sing and sophie feels really awkward because she's just like but now i realize that you actually belong to the marshallan like I don't want to, like, take you away from that, and, like, and he's, like, no, 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 like, it's chill, like, it's cool, and, like, we can be together, like, it, she, and, and then, like, the martial law and Sophie sing, and, uh, so eventually it ends up being that, like, uh, Marsh, martial law is just, like, cool, you two, uh, and then her and, like, Funny Nall's, uh, dad, like, Count Funny Nall, like, go off together and, like, chat, um, and then Octavian is and Sophie. Is he a Sophie... widower or something, or are they just being buddies? Oh, no, no, He has a wife, but in this scene, he just, like, showed up to the, like, whorehouse yeah, okay. with I'm his just, daughter. Yeah, just checking it. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe Marshallon gets a happy ending, too, but. Marshallon goes back to her husband. Yeah, well, that clearly wasn't a happy ending. Otherwise, she would have stayed with her husband in the first place. I mean, doesn't everyone have affairs? No. <laughs> no. you haven't watched enough opera <laughs> uh, okay my issue with this particular opera that you've just described is that it's got this kind of trope of women at a certain age no longer being desirable and kind of relinquishing that part of themselves and so she's like oh I've aged and my prime is past and therefore I must allow this young man and this woman to like have this relationship and it's like the kind of like sacrificial like older woman role mm-hmm. and like kind of also with the, the the character of Sophie being like oh I feel so awkward like what about you it's like all these women just like catering to the needs of this one young desirable man mm-hmm. and like yeah, I mean, the way that I first saw it when I was watching it, I was like, oh, she's like a cougar. She's just, like, betting this, like, young dude, and he's, like, so horny for her all the time. And, like, just, like, the love and, like, passion and excitement that they have for each other in, like, the first act is so, like, crazy and intense that, like, I'm just like, damn, that seems awesome. And so, like, I think it does kind of, like, portray that, like, there is that ability or, like, that possibility that, like, you 
are track. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, but it's also like, but I also think it's like it's saying that, like that is like perverse or wrong in some way. At least that's like how I'm perceiving it, and that like this isn't how it ends. Like this is a thing that fills a moment, and it's like wrong and somehow. Um, oh, I'm 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 lacking the right word for it, but like it's um, like kind of like she is breaking her like bonds of marriage. And he mm-hmm. is – oh, it's it's transgressive. Like, she's transgressing in, like, her marriage, and he's transgressing in, like, being with this older married woman. Mm-hmm. And so they can never end up together in addition to that, like, because of this age difference and everything. And so it's seen as, like, oh, well, the way that should be and the perfect ending is that these two young people end up together. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's written that way to be really nicely, neatly so, of course, because – they got to decide what this world was like. I also just love to pick these things apart because uh, I think about, especially in like the time that these, like opera was written and composed, um, it was a like even more patriarchal society than we're in right now. So it's all about the male gaze and male dominance. And yeah, but there is this like that's the thing is like opera uh, it has that. You know, you can always assume it's, like, there is, like, this patriarchal or at least, like, old school kind of, like, conservative, like, notions to it. Mm-hmm. But then we have, like, a trousers roll dressed up as a woman and then, like, using that. Like, Octavian, like, half the time is not, like, portrayed as a man in the in the, in the the opera. Yeah. Um, which feels – I guess that feels progressive for yeah. an opera. Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting. But hmm. is it like is it truly like is it truly like emancipatory or is it I don't know I think I've appreciated your description but I also like almost have to see the portrayal of this and I'm sure they do it differently in a modern well it version. also depends on like who's putting it on exactly like, it completely depends on like the staging and like totally costume design because it could be like farcical and making fun of like certain aspects of it or it could be empowering and it totally totally depends on how you play it Mm -hmm. Hmm. interesting yeah okay so what did you think of the opera overall (laughs) well i haven't watched it yet (laughs) but i appreciated your description i think it's a very interesting and amusing tale and i can also like very visually imagine it from like how you described it um yeah i mean like at its core it's a very kind of basic story but yeah. i think that there's some like very interesting twists on it it's definitely not the more one of the more like dramatic operas it's more comedic yeah um yeah comedic i mean i, I love comedy love a good laugh <laughs> love some ensnarement and trap i mean i mean that's like also so that's wait that's actually one of the other progressive things i really appreciated about this is that like when i saw baron ox like manhandling sophie i was just like oh this is just kind of normal yeah uh in this world and in this time period um and then they're like oh wait no actually we're gonna like fight against this and like this is not how you treat a woman and i'm like i think i'm just kind of confused about how what are the like rules about how women are supposed to be treated (laughs) in the olden days hmm interesting would you where would you rate it in the operas that you've watched not not like in like a zero out of ten but just like is it like higher ones you've enjoyed mid-range i would say it's mid-range it's um 
it doesn't have as much like shock factor <laughs> that draws me into most operas. Yeah. But I thought it was really fun. It only loses points because and this is like a thing where I like haven't even watched Wagner operas yet because I can't stay still that long. <laughs> so it did take me like a week to watch this opera. In, How like, long was it? It was like three or three and a half hours. Whoa. It doesn't sound like it would be that long. Like your description of it makes it sound like it's pretty you know, wham Snappy. ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> we have a lot of feelings in the opera. <laughs> just in the opera (laughs) there's a lot of feelings in this pillow fort right now (laughs) yeah cool thank you for sharing it with me oh thanks for sitting here and listening to me talk about it i'm excited for the next time that we record something (laughs) because i feel like this is like very dope but also like first time through and i know that you are a little bit of a perfectionist and it's only gonna get better Okay, so after that compliment from Rachel, I actually melted. Uh, I have reconstituted so I can give an actual outro now. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you to Rachel for enduring the pillow for feelings. And please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, The next one's going to be out in two weeks, and I'll talk to you then. Bye!